This show is part of the RetroZap.com podcast network. And welcome to episode 10 of the Animaniacast. Hello, everybody, and welcome. This is the Animaniacast. We are a podcast that is dedicated to the classic television series Animaniacs. Each and every week, we watch another episode, and we talk about all the gags and all the jokes and all the cultural references and what we thought about it when we were kids and what we think about it right now. Joining me for this particular episode, as always my brother nathan hi joey hello nathan and all the way in georgia is kelly llama, 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 llama. <laughs> that was last week <laughs> <laughs> still on her mind yes <laughs> well today we are going to be uh, re- talking about episode 10 king yakko which was written by peter hastings it was directed by Alfred Jimeno and Dave Marshall, and it was first premiered on September 24th, 1993. <laughs> there we go. And uh, this is a this is a, the second time that the Animaniacs actually had a whole half hour to go over one story, which I particularly like this episode quite a bit. Um uh, what do you guys think, Nathan? Well, I know that uh, Joey likes this episode a lot. <laughs> and Kelly, what did you, what did you? Any initial thoughts about this episode? I like it. It's not one of my absolute favorites, but I've always liked the episode. Okay, and uh, it actually has three segments in this particular one. Um, I think I'll go ahead and just introduce the first one right here about the basic plot. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first. First time, well, first of all, before we get into all that, let's just get it out of the way. It starts off in a way that we are kind of used to with the variable oh, verse, yeah, which is another here's the show's namey. Here's the show's namey. So now we were at 50%, but now we're getting more. <sighs> no, I think we're at 50 exactly, five out of 10. Oh my gosh, really? Okay, yeah. well, that it, okay, whatever, we're spoiled, but let's move on. <laughs> yeah. So, segment one starts off uh, in the country, I suppose you could say, of Anvilania. And Anvilania is amidst a bunch of other different countries on a crazy map, uh, which include uh, things like uh, Lycus and Don't Lycus. And uh, what were some of the other ones there? Enough is enough, I think. Enough is enough. And uh, I had enough. (laughs) So, and there are also a few uh, different... uh, Things on that map as well that apparently references to people who were working either on the Animaniacs or in Warner Brothers Animation. So there was uh, Tim Sarnoff. There was a place called Sarnoff on there, uh, which was mm-hmm. Tim Sarnoff, who's a production executive. And there's another one that says Lake Radomsky, who is apparently referring to Eric Radomsky, who was a producer in Batman the Animated Series. So there you go. There's also another... Um, a mountain, I believe, on that map. Yeah, there's a mountain that and a had, river. That had a weird name, and I, I couldn't figure it out. But there's inside jokes in there. Yeah. So inside that we're not going to bother with them. <laughs> but that was that was cool. There was some cool stuff there. But basically, in the first segment, uh, you have uh, the, the, place, the place of Avalania, and they need a new king. So in from a stretched limo comes Yakko. And the Warner siblings, and they pop their the the stretched limo. Yeah, it's an inflatable inflatable limo, <laughs> and sing their 
the first Amvalania, you know, song, which uh, I guess you could tell, I don't know if it's, I don't know exactly what the title of that is, but it was featured on um, the Animaniacs soundtrack. I love that song. And I did notice one slight variant, uh, a very slight variant that honestly, I don't know why they even did it. Um, when Yako says he's talking about his family tree, Mm. And which is a really cool connection. I used to be able to get it. I used to be able to recite all of that, but it's it's way too complicated for me to now to remember. Yeah, my cousin, sister's brother, brother. The... No, okay, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> but they're all gone, so that is why I am now your king. So anyway, the the variant that was for some reason is he says, but they're all gone, and then. And the cartoon we saw, it, the town people said, So that is why. Versus in the CD, Yakko said both. They're gone, so that is why I am not your king. So, ah. I again, I don't know why the, the direction was taken, but uh, there you go. Something slightly different. I'm the cousin to the sister of the son's niece's brother of the uncle's daughter's father of the nephew's sister's mother. And my grandpa's only cousin was the king's daughter's sibling. But they're all gone, and that is why I am now your king. He is now our king. Yes, I am now your king. Repeat what I just said. Repeat what I just said. And let the anvils ring. Anyway, the first segment basically ends with across the across the land somewhere else in another kingdom there is an evil leader who we later find out is named umlot and he's looking at them through a telescope and he talks about he's going to take over their take over the kingdom basically and and stuff and the camera ends by zooming into his laughing mouth. Sm- laughing mouth and then the camera gets stuck into his mouth right there it would be like taking anvils from a baby. <laughs> Get the camera out of my mouth. And that's where we go to commercial. Mm. So, um, I, I like this first segment. Uh, what, what, what do you guys, did you like? Let's, let's talk about the first thing, the, the major thing I guess we should talk about, which is the song. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say pericoma. Oh, no, that's right. <laughs> Perry Coma. Let's not forget him. But is he introduced in this first one? Yeah, he comes oh my out gosh, right there. That's right. And yeah, I think he's in every segment. Actually, yes, he. That to me, it felt very. Uh, Perry Coma, by the way, is is a is a very weird reference to Perry Como, who I am not familiar that much with Perry Como at all. Yeah, uh, I only think of a uh, blast from the past. He was a big fan of Perry Como in Blast from the Past. Oh, see? See that movie. Yeah, I haven't seen that movie in a very long time. It's Brendan Fraser playing a role where he's out of his element. It's a, a first-time thing for Brendan Fraser. He's never plays <laughs> roles where he's like, oh, I'm in this strange situation that I've been put into. Uh, so, yes. <laughs> do you have any familiarity, Kelly, with Perry Como? No, honestly, I think... Um... This episode probably was the first time I ever heard of heard of him because I, I probably heard of him after the episode and I, I made the connection. It's like, oh, oh, that's who they were making fun of on Animaniacs. Yeah, I I do remember first watching this and my dad laughing at that joke. Uh, it is, <laughs> it's definitely a joke you have to. I because I, Perry Como sang in the fifties and sixties. In order to really have any remembrance of Perry Como. Being such a boring singer, you kind of have to, dare I say, kind of be a baby boomer <laughs> to yeah. to to really have that experience. There are I did go back and uh, listen to some of Perry Como's music uh, for a few moments on YouTube the other day, and uh, I did hear one or two songs. There was one of the uh, that goes put uh, uh, catch a take, falling star, catch a falling star, put it in your pocket, pocket save it for a rainy day. I like heard that song before. I know Perry Como so well. <laughs> Isn't it like a? You've been hiding round, this from me all this round. time. I don't know. 
It's all because of Blast from the Past. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. That's the only other reference to Perry Como I know. <laughs> well, that's the only song that I kind of it sounded vaguely familiar was the 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 Catch a Falling Star song. So, catch a falling star and put it in your pocket. Never let it fade away. Catch a falling star and put it in your pocket. Save it for a rainy day. For love may come and tap you on the shoulder. There we go. Perry Como, ladies and gentlemen. Perry Como. <laughs> um, but uh, let's talk about the actual song. <laughs> the good song. The good song. <laughs> the fun song. Uh, of a uh, King Yakko, where they're they're let the anvils ring. I think is the name of the the title of the right. song. Let the anvils ring. Yeah. So, what are your thoughts about the song? I personally liked it a lot. Um, Nathan, what do you think? I like it. Uh, like the bells kind of thing. Them just kind of. It's uh, all the anvils sound like bells as they're the tiny hammer that Dot has as she's making this big gonging sound, basically. Mm-hmm. And Wacko hitting his head on the anvil too, mm, yeah. like that. That's pretty cool. Kelly, what do you think about the the Let the Anvils Ring song. I like it too. I it was on the soundtrack that I had uh, right after Animaniacs came out, and I always thought it was really fun and catchy, and uh, liked to sing it. I didn't ever memorize every single line of it the way I did with Nations of the World, but uh, I always liked the song. Yes, you decided to go to memorize the much harder song. <laughs> <laughs> I like a challenge. What can I say? Yes, Let the anvils. Um, <laughs> something. Can, something. Let the anvils. Su- Ding. Uh, I'm gonna work on this other song. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I I liked it, and I think I, we got to mention that uh, first and foremost that this episode is th- really it hits a lot of the same beats that one of the Marx Brothers' most famous films does, uh, Duck Soup, and in that particular one, uh, this film that Groucho Marx it plays the same part of Yakko in a lot of ways. He plays Rufus T. Firefly, who's brought in to take over uh, Fredonia. And uh, there's a few, there's not any moments like, oh, that line is exactly from Duck Soup. I actually watched Duck Soup again last night. Oh, really? <laughs> he was like, I got to watch Duck Soup. And I, I forgot that I had seen it just like about a year ago, I think, because one of our teachers actually plays it at the end of every year for his students. Um, I think to show, I think he ties it into dictatorships or something about government. (laughs) Social studies teachers can be very creative in their lesson planning, but he does show the duck soup right there. And so I, I I saw a lot of stuff like, oh, I remember this now. But yes, they sing a hail, hail, Fredonia. I don't know what they say. They kind of murmur, but it's very kind of similar to singing a kind of, you know, the Anvilania song over and over again. Mm. Uh, and, of course, Yakko is very Groucho-ish, um, always hitting on the – she's not a prime minister in in Duck Soup, but uh, he's, she's the she's the rich um, – one, one of the leaders. The future of Fredonia rests on you. Promise me you'll follow in the footsteps of my husband. How do you like that? I haven't been on the job five minutes, and already she's making advances to me. Not that I care, but where is your husband? Why, he's dead. I'll bet he's just using that as an excuse. I was with him till the very end. (laughs) No wonder he passed away. I held him in my arms and kissed him. Oh, I see. Then it was murder. Will you marry me? Did he leave you any money? Answer the second question first. He left me his entire fortune. Is that so? Can't you see what I'm trying to tell you? I love you. Uh, it's not a copy. It's definitely not a copy of the film, but it does hit the same beats. So the the welcoming song of "Let me introduce myself" and all that is uh, is hit in uh, in Duck Soup as well. If any form of pleasure is exhibited, report to me, and it will be prohibited. I'll put my foot down, so shall it be. This is the land of the free. The last man nearly ruined this place. He didn't know what to do with it. If you think this country's bad off now, just wait till I get through with it. 
The country's taxes must be fixed, and I know what to do with it. If you think you're paying too much now, just wait or I get through with it. <laughs> So that's kind of cool to see those connections, but um, yeah. And of course, we're introduced to our big bad guy, who's who has a, a bigger part as we go forward. Yeah, we also see Bob Hope as a jester, I believe. In this, case. that's right. Bob Hope is introduced too, which again, kids today would not be that that used to seeing Bob Hope. Yeah, um, I didn't know who. I was like, uh, I gotta look who that is. You really? You didn't? <laughs> well, know? I was like, I know that's somebody famous. Oh my gosh. Kelly, you you knew that was Bob Hope from the beginning, right? Yes, I did know him. Gosh, I'm telling you, this age gap between me and my brother is getting bigger every day. (laughs) Um, I'm like, it's Bob Hope. And then he's like, I don't know who that is. Well, I know Bob Hope. I just didn't know who he was. (laughs) I'll tell you, it's hard to do a a Bob Hope impression. I think that um, the, the, let's see, who did the voice of Bob Hope in this? Voice of Bob Hope is oh, it was done by Frank Welker, who was also the narrator, and uh, the Ed Nelson did Perry Como's voice. Coma. <laughs> he basically does every voice. He does all the voices. Frank Welker is a, a legend when it comes to voice acting. So, and he did uh, an excellent, an excellent uh, Bob Hope in this one. So he's also because. Uh, we can't have an episode where I don't reference something Spielbergian, right? Mm-hmm. Right. He was the voice of the monkey in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh wow! Yes, he does. He's credited for that. He does quite a bit of monkeys, I believe. Actually, I think he did uh, Abu as well in uh, in Aladdin. Yes. That's correct. Abu, down here. Hey, come on, help me out of these. Hey, if she was in trouble, uh, she was worth it. And gosh, he also does uh, the voice of Oswald these days, I believe, in uh, Epic Mickey and those video games. He was the voice of Oswald the Lucky Rabbit, so... Even though those games didn't go that far, he's he's the official voice of Oswald the Rabbit. So there you go. So did you happen to see who the voice of Umlaut is? I did. I did. It's uh, it's uh, it's Christopher Guest, mm-hmm. and I had no idea that that was Christopher Guest because he's doing such a different voice than I'm used to. Actually, even after this, even the second time watching it, I was like, okay, maybe I'll be able to hear him this time. Um, Kelly, Christopher Guest is known for many different roles throughout the the years. What is your favorite Christopher Guest role that people might be familiar with? Count Rugen from The Princess Bride. Yes. Yay. The six-fingered man. (laughs) Yes. Jinx. We're saying at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. The six-fingered man. As you know, the concept of the suction pump is centuries old. Really, that's all this is, except that instead of sucking water, I'm sucking life. I've just sucked one year of your life away. I might one day go as high as five, but... I really don't know what that would do to you, so let's just start with what we have. What did this do to you? Tell me. And remember, this is for posterity, so be honest. How do you feel? (laughs) Interesting. And for me, he's the first thing that comes to mind when I think of Christopher Guest is I think of Best in Show and I think of A Mighty Wind and all those other mockumentary films. Spinal, I, Tap. Spinal Tap was the first thing, actually. Yes, that's I thought of. Uh, oh, gosh. Now, what's the character of of in Spinal Tap? He played Nigel Huffman. Tufnell. Nigel Tufnell. Yes. Okay. And one of his Spinal Tap partners is actually in this by the name of Michael McKeon. And Michael McKeon plays um, the little guy, Spink, I believe is his name right there. Oh, cool. Yeah. (laughs) So we had kind of a – back then this was before um, A Mighty Wind and before Best in Show, of course. So this was more of a, if anything, a Spinal Tap yeah. Reunion. Uh, uh, this is Spinal Tap Reunion. Yes. So. I actually reached out to Michael McKeon 
on Twitter just to ask him about uh, this particular one. I don't I don't think Christopher Guest is on uh, Twitter, at least not that I could find. Hmm. But I asked Michael McKeon about it, and he said that he always had a blast uh, with – I said – what did I say to him? So I reached out to Michael McKeon and I said, do you have any memories of recording for Animaniacs? We'll be reviewing the episode King Yakko soon. And he said, always a blast with Rob, Jess, Tress, Moe, or Maurice LaMarche, they call him Moe, mm. uh, at Al, plus our skipper, Andrea, who is the voice director, producer right there. So there you go. So he has fond memories of uh, working on Animaniacs, which is cool. So thank you to Michael McKeon for reaching, for answering my question, which is yeah. awesome. So there you go. Uh, yeah, a lot of cool stuff with the uh, first segment right here. Uh, a lot of funny lines. Um, I liked when the uh, Warner Brothers turned into puppies, basically, little puppy children, when they said, Hello, Prime Minister Nurse. They did. They yeah. they sat down and wagged their little tails. Yeah, that's the most they've ever looked like puppies, I think. <laughs> and uh, anything else from that first segment that you particularly thought was memorable perhaps kelly or should we move on to segment two i i liked the polka dot that was recurring joke but i don't remember if that started in segment yeah, one or first segment time two. is in the first uh, yes, segment it so. is okay. when they're coronating and they say that uh right when they get into the th- the throne room um yes the polka dot song it works i think best right then yeah that's mm-hmm. the best one but they hit it like two or three more times by the end it's just like oh come on then <laughs> gives his address right after that which is yes what's it what's his actual address <laughs> like... no his actual address is anvilania care you know care of the castle 90210 yeah so again, we're hitting that we're hitting that uh, <laughs> Beverly Hills nine hundred two one zero reference again. Uh, there's also a really cool moment where Wacko is talking about the thr- they're talking about the throne, and he can't even lift the ch- the seat. King Yakko, your throne. The throne? How do you lift the lid? Since when do you lift the lid? To all women out there, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> about that so yeah dot has a line like do guys get better when they're older <laughs> like, yes that's true boys do they get better when they get older dot is dot is in classic style right here of just uh <laughs> of just putting up with her brothers so yes yeah, so as we leave dunlikus and umlot getting choked we go into the second segment which Nathan, why don't you go ahead and tell us a basic summary of what the heck happens in the second well, segment. Uh, Umlot comes down to Ambulania, and immediately the Warners think that he is the new clown. So they keep trying <laughs> to get him to do tricks, pull things out of his pants or something. I- <laughs> You're not exactly sure. There's- oh, boy! The clown is here! Yay! Are you here to entertain us, Mr. Clown? Where are your magic? Tricks. I want a balloon animal that looks like a woodchuck. They're, yeah, they're making all these crazy requests. But then uh, it turns out, no, Umlot just wants uh, them to uh, surrender. And so they don't surrender. So it means war. They do a little song about that. It mm-hmm. means war, nurse. Yes. And uh, Yakko ends up going to a cabinet meeting. First talking to an actual cabinet. <laughs> then going to the cabinet meeting where... Uh, he, uh, the main point is to get a new song for Ambulania. <laughs> that was his main <laughs> priority. That, yes. First, we must prepare the troops. No, first, we must get new weapons. <laughs> You're both wrong. First, we must have a new national anthem. Hit it! Oh, the anvil shine in my old Ambulanian home. Thank you. Please be seated. That's the main priority. Uh, and then he uh, goes out, talks to the soldiers, telling them that they will die in battle almost definitely, and they all run away. And so it's up to the Warners to fight the battle by themselves. And I think that's... Okay. And, they, and then they have to figure out what to do next through a commercial break. Yes, exactly. 
Uh, so what were, what were uh, some of your favorite moments for this particular segment, Nathan? Perry Coma comes back. He does another song. Everyone falls asleep. It is <laughs> the most yes, interesting. Yes, another moment. running gag right there. That one actually worked, I think, throughout the whole thing, which was good. Since that is so important to the, the conclusion of this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but Kelly, anything that you particularly liked in the second segment of the, I guess we could call it the planning and the declaration of war segment? stood out to me i mean the same basically the same stuff that you've already mentioned i i love the the themes or i'm sorry the the national anthem the pericoma scene so it's just i used to always sing that a lot because mm-hmm. it's it's fun and um uh, i'm trying to think if there was anything else well i there was there was a <laughs> there was a part that i am pretty sure is an an adult innuendo joke uh that if I'm pretty sure it is there's a when they're walking down the the hallway and there's all the portraits of king yakos of the past yeah, hundreds I, of years I like how they all look like the warners yes exactly so um but uh they go to the cabinet and of course <laughs> yakos going hello i'm king yakko <laughs> nice to meet you cabinet and she he <laughs> and then uh the prime minister nurse says sire wait till we're alone so to me, that right there, and correct me if I'm wrong, if so if by saying sire and saying wait till we're alone, to sire, is that, is, is that to meaning to sire children? Like, I, I'm giving you the, a blank look. Yeah, I don't know. Of, of confusion. <laughs> I heard the joke and I didn't quite understand it. I'm pretty sure like to sire children means to procreate and everything like that. So... I'm guessing that Yakko is is doing a, an adult innuendo joke right there. Maybe a little clumsily, but I think it it's work. It is definitely a Groucho Marx-ish, another really Groucho Marx-ish kind of thing going on. And uh, the Going to War song, uh, that is definitely from Duck Soup. There's it's uh, uh, there is a Going to War song in Duck Soup that sounds similar. Hmm. And that's war. And that's war. Fredonia's gone to war. Each native son will grab a gun and run away to war. At last we're going to war. We shall lead along the streets of war. We're going to war. At last the country's gone to war. This is the country's going to war. At last the country's going to war. We're going to war. This is a fact we can't ignore. We're going to war. This is a fact we can't ignore. We're going to war. In case you haven't heard before, I think they think we're going to war. I think they think we're going to war. We're going to war. I think they think we're going to war. 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 And uh, just little lines in it, like the, uh, you know, our we haven't gone to war in over a hundred years, and our army hasn't been to war in two hundred years. They should be very well rested then. You know, yeah. like that. All that. I was like, that it's sounds very marks. If that's not, <laughs> if that's not Groucho, a uh, Groucho line directly, then it, they did a very good job of just getting his voice right. Um, so yeah, some cool little things. Plus, there was Bob Hope getting hit by the anvil again, uh, yep. and then talking about how he can't see the cue cards. Which Nathan, do you ever watch any of the Bob Hope specials at all? No. Growing up, no. <laughs> Kelly, did you watch any of those at all? I probably caught. I, my parents probably watched them, and I'm sure I, yeah. I caught little bits of them. And I, I, I think I remember Bob Hope from like the Muppet Show. Yes, he was on the Muppet Show. Star. Yeah. So, so I was familiar with him, but I, I didn't regularly watch uh, anything I, he was in. I, I tried. I actually watched those. Those the the whole reference to I can't see the cue cards is definitely a, a reference to Bob Hope's uh, specials, which uh, he would have on NBC from time to time. Um quick little trivia note about Bob Hope that I remember from going on the NBC tour as a kid is that Bob Hope had some sort of agreement with NBC at the time that if he wanted to have a special, they had to do it. Oh, <laughs> like they had to cancel whatever they had planned because Bob Hope was going to have a special. He was that influential and I'm assuming had a bunch of NBC stock <laughs> or something <laughs> because uh, his comedy specials, weren't necessarily the the best comedy specials in the world. They were like variety act kind of things. 
Uh, and yes, he would just, it, you know how people on Saturday Night Live these days, uh, Christopher Walken in particular, mm-hmm. will just kind of stare off to the yeah, left hand side. Clearly read the cue yeah. cards. It's basic, it was basically the same thing with Bob Hope. He would constantly be looking off to the left hand side while people to the right or left of him were actually acting out the scene. So that's, that's that whole thing there. Wow. Uh, well, um, in this scene, there was a, uh, 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 oh, Beauty and the Beast make a cameo in this segment. That's actually. right. It's real quick. You the blink, you miss it. The well, they they were in there quite a bit. So this is their uh, second time in. I yes. mean, they, they they were they were pushed out of a dance in, uh, in a previous episode. Yep. And this time they're they're in there doing the polka dot. It was uh, <laughs> the last time was the other full length episode of the. Uh, Warner yes, exactly. So they only come out. You know, Beauty and the Beast. They know to only come out in the full episodes. Yeah. <laughs> they don't waste their time with the smaller episodes. Yeah, they're not going to be in a little segment. They want a full length feature. Yes. Um, by the way, there, I kept, I know that's not connected at all because, uh, it, it, it came later, but I really did think of a General Hux and the First Order a lot in these scenes with the banners and everything of the anvils and everything. It just kind of felt like Yakko. They could read. They could recut this scene and maybe like redub it and do the whole. All remaining systems will bow to the first order. Yeah, somebody needs to do that, and somebody needs to do it right the second. Right, exactly. Twitter. Go do it now, because I must see this. Yes, I want to see Yakko dubbed in. Yes, if you want. Uh, hey, I'm about to say like if you won't do it, I will. But we're gonna give you a chance to do this. Yes, do it for Joey. We'll retweet it. <laughs> So there you go, General Hux. You'll be famous. Yeah. Make it so. Make it so. We're throwing out Star Wars and Star Trek references out for you folks. Come on. <laughs> so let's go ahead. So we close out this particular segment. Yakko loses his nose mm-hmm. through the iris in, which is the first time, and probably I think maybe the only time that that ever happens. Yeah. Uh, I really did like how these segments did have those. Uh, almost like you want to talk about running gags this is sort of a running gag in itself too the first segment closed off with a camera going into somebody's mouth Mm -hmm. and you know the second segment cutting someone's nose off so uh you know people getting injured by the camera (laughs) exactly going to commercial we're gonna need a few commercials to figure this one out hey i need that Segment three is our conclusion to this whole war between King Yakko and Umlaut of Dunlikus. And Kelly, what basically happens in segment three? Well, now it's time for the plan and for everything to come together. So they send a Trojan anvil, sort of like the Trojan horse um, in the Iliad, uh, with pericoma in it. Anvil Then uh, Omelot shares his plot to get all of the anvils, and he does get them, and and then he becomes a jester. Yes, <laughs> exactly. And the whole kingdom collapses when a big anvil falls on them. <laughs> exactly. The whole thing just collapses. The whole uh, kingdom, I guess it was the vibrations. Was it the vibrations from the last anvil that was hit? Just shook everything, shook everything. down. And again, which that is a... A running that is a callback, I should say, to the first time where the giant one was ring in the first segment, and you know the guards were shaking so, so much, much that yeah. their clothes fell off, just left with their underwear on. Yes, so yeah, so that, that kind of wraps up everything right there. Uh, and and I'll tell you, Umlaut did get what he wanted, which was all the anvils. Take uh, my anvil. Please. (laughs) (laughs) One of the things I liked about this particular uh, end right here, well, I didn't necessarily like it, but it definitely threw me off, which was Yakko talking about, uh, I think it was this third one, and all these segments kind of blur into each other because it's one big story. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I'm pretty sure it's it's, uh, Yakko talking about, straight to you with no middleman, I am the king. Factory direct to you, no middleman, I am the king. Um, 
that actually is a parody of a series of commercials from the mid 80s. And I tried to find evidence of this, but I couldn't find it. Uh, it, it, it's, it <laughs> so it's, I knew it was probably a, it, it's in Los Angeles and the ads were shown in the LA area. They featured Paul, the king of the big screen, a television salesman. And the ads were him wearing a crown and the commercials always ended with him saying, I am the king. And uh, basically, it's if you're an L.A. resident, you would probably get it. Anyone else? <laughs> I'll be let me preface that one more time. If you're an L.A. resident over the age of 30, you would probably get it. <laughs> <laughs> and if not, then you, you're it's probably lost on you. Uh, <laughs> Kelly, again, I'm going to pull out another Star Wars one. When he said, I am the king, I immediately went to Palpatine with I am the Senate. Kelly, what are any moments that in particular stand out for you in this third segment? Pretty much the same stuff I liked in the earlier segments. Yeah. I, just, I really like the pericoma stuff and the the polka dot. Yeah. Um, really, I, I, those are my favorite games. I again, this isn't one of my like absolute favorite episodes, mm-hmm. but I, I thought the recurring jokes kind of held everything together, and um, it's just fun to watch. But but nothing really specific stands out to me other than those things okay nathan what about you yeah pericoma makes that a <laughs> third appearance yeah. um but yeah other than that uh bunch of anvils falling on the guy it's lots of recurring <laughs> jokes you know just <laughs> yes lots of silliness they i will say this about the episode it hit the running gags that it has are good running gags. Yes. The callbacks that it has are good callbacks. It it, it could have been, this episode could have felt very long if it didn't work the first time around. Yeah. And at least the pericoma was a nice plot point to the, yeah. It was won the war, the secret weapon. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So I think we better just go right into our water tower rating for this particular episode. All right. With a favorite line. Okay. One favorite line that you had. Um, I'll go first this time. Okay. Okay. I'm going to give this episode, uh, I, you know, honestly, I was going to give it four and a half, but you guys have an influence on me. <laughs> I will give it four out of five. Okay. Uh, cause I don't know. I really, I really do like this episode. I, I it really felt Marx Brothers ish to me, and for good reason. <laughs> uh, but uh, oh yeah, one more Marx Brothers thing, just real quick. It, even Wacko at the very end, where he they you know, Yakko goes and kisses uh, Prime Minister Nurse's hand. Uh, Dot does a curtsy, or I believe, mm-hmm. and she curtsies back, and then Wacko puts his leg up in her arm as like a handshake. That's something that Harpo does quite often ah. in all the uh Marx Brothers films. Uh I guess for those moments I I really did it stood out and I did like the salutes and the running gags. So yeah, I'm gonna give it a nice solid four out of five for me. And my favorite line, or at least one that has been going in my head quite often, other than the Anvilania theme song. <laughs> can't get out of my which head. Which I yeah, can't get out of my head is just Yakko when he just looks at the people making uh, weird faces and he goes, My people. (laughs) Like that. (laughs) Uh, So that's why. Speaking of his people, did you guys notice the bearded woman out there in the the town? Right in the third segment, there is a man. He has beards, but there are most definitely breasts on that man right there. So there you go. And speaking of breasts, <laughs> as long as we're talking about that, I might as well go into Tom Rook. There was actually a scene where Yakko, King Yakko, was actually, his face was like id, like totally into uh, the, prime the, the prime minister's bosom right there mm. uh, as he's, as he's pointing away. And uh, I, that was cut obviously for the, by the censors, but uh, Tom Ruger has it up on his blog. So We'll post the link to that in our in our show notes if you're interested in seeing it. It's just like kind of a, you know, just a little quick side note right yeah, there. His face is right up there. I'm looking at it now. Yeah, it's it's. <laughs> there's no there's no faulting it. So there you go. <laughs> Kelly, you want to go next? How many water towers would you give this episode? 
I'll give it three and a half. Um, it's a fun one to watch. The songs are super catchy and fun to sing. But other than that, there's not a whole lot that stands out to me as being particularly memorable. Okay. And, well, now that you said there's nothing particularly memorable, <laughs> do you have a favorite line? Uh, I'll just go keep going with the polka dot. <laughs> there you go. It's hilarious. <laughs> I'm introducing a new fall line. Polka dot? If you insist. Nathan, what about you? Um, oh, well, uh, I was kind of bored by this episode. Aw. Uh, I think the Perry Coma song kind of put me to sleep every time. No. Uh, I'm going with two. I oh, think, man. I know. I think this would have been a great episode if they just made it shorter and then they added a third like something or even just little Randy Newman things or something in it to kind of what about the black and white opening intro (laughs) yeah oh no don't add that though please um even come up with a new uh beginning to and a new ending besides goodbye nurse that's right it's the same same ending again too so um it just i was like ah i feel like it was just kind of like a filler episode almost wow i also didn't learn anything I, mean, I was like, oh, maybe I'll learn some countries. And I'm like, no, these are all fake countries. Can't even learn anything. Well, I will tell you this, Nathan. <laughs> what? You should check out Duck Soup. Because okay. you sh- I think you might get a better appreciation for it. If not, then at least you're watching what is considered to be the Marx Brothers uh, best film, or at least one of them. So yeah. there you go. So I'll let you have a copy and you can. Check it out. All right. I like that. What's a favorite line from your from this now that you've given it um, two stars? When they first meet the uh, umlaut and they're trying to ask him to do some tricks for uh-huh. as a magician or a clown or whatever. So There you go. Yeah. Okay. Well, that is our review. And you can feel free to share your thoughts as well. And you can send them to us over at twitter.com slash animaniacast or facebook.com slash animaniacast and join the discussion over there. Well. Let's go ahead and go to our Twitter poll results. And now it's time for the results of last week's Twitter poll. Listeners were asked, which Warner sibling would you want to hang out with the most? Hashtag Animaniacs. With 13%, listeners said Dot. With 40%, Wacko came in second place. Which means that with 47%, Yakko, the eldest Warner sibling, wins this poll. Well, that's very good. I kind of wish someone would hang out with me for once, but that's all good. I'll just sit here all alone, alone in this world. The announcer, waiting for next week, when people have to listen to me. On to this week's poll. Those were our Twitter poll results. Wow. <laughs> I was actually kind of surprised by that one. <laughs> Who was, would you rather spend an evening with? I would I would probably hang out with Yakko just because he seems like... Yeah, Wacko would be fun too, but Yakko for me would be the most fun to hang out with because um, he wouldn't be as wild as Wacko. I feel like I could I could hang out with him, not get into too much trouble if I hung out with Yakko. Kelly, what about you? Who would you want to hang out with? I'd probably hang out with Yakko as well. He's he's kind of a smart ass, <laughs> but um, he's probably the most intelligent of the group, and and I think he'd be he'd just be fun to hang with. Yeah. Nathan, what about you? I would go with Wacko. Well, why is that? As, well, I think he'd be a lot of fun, as long uh-huh. as we're not hanging out at my place, because I think it would get <laughs> destroyed, but any other place, and as long as I don't have to pay for food, because he'd eat a lot, but we could play video games, yeah. and ride on roller coaster, it would be a blast. See, it's hard for me, if I was single, I'd want to hang out with Wacko. I think we might be able to get some girls or something like that, or maybe, or he would just maybe <laughs> would, chase them off, actually. Maybe yeah, I know. Be a good I could thing. be Wacko's uh, wingman, that makes me fun. <laughs> So. Wacko's wingman. Uh, so, yeah. Well, great. Very interesting. Uh, well, there we go. And, uh, well, we have a brand new Twitter poll, as usual, for this week. 
And we kind of decided, like, let's go ahead and think back. This is our 10th episode already. We're yeah. already about a tenth of the way into it's sad. this run. Everyone's crying, I'm sure, I, thinking. Yeah. We have 10 times what will more they to do go. In, <laughs> in 90 well, weeks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> well we're gonna keep it positive people don't let's not let's not break down and cry um we're gonna give a, a brand new twitter poll and we basically said okay so we've had 10 episodes so far a lot of really awesome songs and uh some of them such as yakko's world and uh the yakko's universe we've already done mm-hmm. and i think we've actually done polls on before so we're actually going to do a poll this week which is which of the following is your favorite song of the songs that we have seen so far? And we could only fit four of these songs in. So here's the choices for this week. It is the Acme song or the basically the song that they did for Cookies uh, Cookies for Einstein, where they learned about the quote unquote theory of relativity, which mm-hmm. wasn't really the theory of relativity, whatever. Uh, e equals MC square. Uh, the Acme song. Or was it the etiquette song where the Warners have to go to the party, but they have to learn their manners first? (laughs) Uh, Or is it the what are we uh, with, uh, with, you know, maybe they're dogs or monkeys or seals or eels and all that stuff? Or is it King Yakko, a.k.a. uh, Let Let the Anvils Ring song? From today's episode. So quite a few. And unfortunately, we could only fit four options in. So um, which of those is your favorite? Go ahead and head over to Twitter.com slash Animaniacast to make your voice heard. And uh, we'll see who wins next week. Hello, listener. This is Jess Hanel, the voice of Wacko and Animaniacs. And you're listening to Animaniacast, which is the best thing you could possibly listen to, especially if you're not wearing pants. I'd love to go on talking to you, but I can't because I've got a potty emergency. See you later. Okay, everybody, it is episode 10, and to celebrate our 10th episode, we are going to now pull a winner from our iTunes reviews. Oh, boy. And the winner will get a bunch of decals to put on stuff around their house or on their car or just anything smooth that will hold the decal. And uh, there's a decal of Pinky, there's a decal of the brain, there's a decal of the Warner siblings, and there's also a decal of uh, put a brain in the White House. So, Is is there a decal of Steven Spielberg? Uh, I haven't made that one yet, but I'm working <gasps> on should. it. I'm working on it. <laughs> I should take his likeness from uh, Hooked on a Ceiling and see yeah. what I can do. Yes! I'll try. I'll try for you, Kyle. <gasps> try not. Okay, do I'm sorry. Do. do. There is no try. I will do. Okay. Oh, boy, I better win. Okay, no, you're not in the running, Nathan. <laughs> oh, dang it. And neither am I. Left a review for nothing. That's right. Okay, so here we go. I have little the things right here. Uh, this has been the thing. Okay, here we go. Sound effects. Sound effects. <laughs> Track five. Okay, so the winner is, are we ready? I'm ready. Is my DVR box? Oh boy, with weird alphanumeric lettering. Yes, and what was his review? One more time. One hundred percent pure genius. I've been Ooh. listening to this podcast for some time now. It is absolutely amazing. Joy, Nathan, and Kelly are hilarious. All caps to listen to. Plus, they're reviewing one of, if not the greatest animated series of all time, Animaniacs. Also, I really want those decals. And you're going to get them. Wow. Okay. But that's not important. <laughs> what is important is that you listen to the Animaniacs, which you guys already are. That's so amazing. All so, of you. Fantastic. Thank you so much for everybody for uh, leaving your reviews. Uh, for those of you who did not win, please don't go and edit your reviews and give us one star now because you didn't win. That would, uh, oh, darn it. I gave them ideas. Okay. No. <laughs> Um, no, but congratulations to my DVR box and all you have to do. My DVR box is, uh, I'll tell you what, why don't you send us an email? Uh, that would be animaniacast at retrozap.com and, uh, we'll give you instructions for how to get your decals. So once again, uh, it's animaniacast at retrozap.com and congratulations, my DVR box. And thank you to everyone leaving those positive reviews. Okay. So you can share your thoughts on the episode, like I said before, by going to twitter.com slash animaniacast or facebook.com slash animaniacast. Or you can send us an email, which is animaniacast at retrozap.com. We are a proud member of the RetroZap 
Podcast Network. Go ahead and go to RetroZap.com where you can check out several, several, many, many other fantastic How episodes. How many other episodes? Or, or, or <laughs> not episodes, but shows, I should say. Oh, okay. And countless episodes. Yeah. I well, actually, they're not countless. You, you could, could count them. You could count them, but I'm not going to do it. Someone count them and tweet us tweet what us. the results are. <laughs> we have so many different assignments for our listeners. <laughs> do it. Do this. Do that. And yeah, definitely do the first order Yakko thing. You have to do that. <laughs> Have to. You. Yes, I'm talking to you. Yeah. We don't care if we get 10 or 100 of these. We just we just need lots of them. Yes. <laughs> so um, let's go ahead and go to, uh, before we wrap things up completely, contact information. Uh, Nathan, let's start with you this time. Where should people get in contact now, with you? I don't know if I've said this before. I don't know. Uh, Twitter, you can find me. Oh, really? Uh, Django FT, which I know obvious but i gotta say it because yeah. uh there may be someone out there who wouldn't just come up with that on their own so yeah django fd if you didn't already figure it i out. love your django fett shirt today by the way nathan thank you you actually came in costume to the yeah. recording studio well, i had to take off the helmet yep to actually talk but yeah but there you go the biggest django fett fan oh yeah in the world my brother people nathan. at work get a bit confused <laughs> and they they don't know whether I just have like the same costume kind of stuff yeah. or if I just rewear it. Um, I, the truth is I have multiples, but I just rewear it. Oh, okay. So that's gross. <laughs> Kelly, where can people get in contact with you? Twitter Yoda Princess Y O D A P R N C S S because I'm the biggest Yoda fan in the world. Yay! And, and you're also- a princess. I am, totally am, totally am. And I um, also can be reached at Kelly, K-E-L-L-Y, at BigShinyRobot.com. Very cool. And, of course, uh, and for me, I'm Joey in Tucson, but if you ever want, I'm always talking on the Twitter thing as well and helping moderate all that stuff. So uh, Animaniacast, uh, at Animaniacast, or at Joey in Tucson, or what. Ever just shout loud enough, and maybe I'll be able to hear you from outside of your door as well. That's what I do. Okay, cool. That's it. Usually works. Okay. <laughs> so with that, that'll wrap up today's tenth episode of the Animating Cast. We have we're going to multiply this times ten and see what happens. Uh, <laughs> let's uh, wrap it up by saying good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. This podcast is not endorsed by Warner Brothers or Amblin Entertainment and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Animaniacs, the Warner Brothers logo, all names, pictures, and sounds of the Animaniacs characters or any other Animaniacs-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Warner Brothers, Amblin Entertainment, or their respective trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Animaniacast unless otherwise indicated. I stand before you because if I was behind you, you couldn't see me.